Välkommen till nummer 135 av Critical Encounters, en podcast om Marvel Champions, ett levande kortspel av Fantasy Flight Games. Här ska man ta en närmare kik på den mest kritiska delen av spelet, utfordringssättet. Vi ska diskutera de starkaste missförstådda karaktärerna, hur ett färdigt markerat kjeltringar och deras planer för att forma mänskligheten och tjäna planeten. I tillägg till de så kallade hjältarna uppsatt på hindrade. Jag är Stig Mortenbreiland och här är vartan dina Daniel, Steve och Mike. Hello. Thank you Stig for once again reading our intro. That was beautiful. Um oh I love the sound of Norsk. Hey Steve, how are you tonight? Uh I'm I'm doing well. I don't have anything witty to say tonight. Velkommen. There we go. There you go. Velkommen. And Velkommen också uh Mike. How are you? Hello. Oh, I'm doing well this evening. Oh, I'm so delighted doing to hear well. that. Are we? Are we still in Niflheim? We are still in Niflheim. You realize it's really hard to get through that place. I heard someone did at one point. I feel like it's a long, drawn-out quest you have to go on to get out. Mm, indeed. Days and days of journeys. Yeah. So, Steve, how are we going to make this journey happen? Well, we're going to take a look at... Hello, part two, I guess. Uh, and we're going to learn all about what you have to do in our fourth scenario in the Mad Titan Shadows box to escape Hella and move along on our quest. Um, so in this issue, we're going to take a look at the cards we didn't talk about in the last issue of part one mm-hmm. of Hella, And that includes three unique minions and three very interesting locations, as well as a couple encounter cards. I see. But I think before we look at the cards, we should get to know some of these uh, personalities. Yeah, like a travel log through hell. <laughs> that sounds I, great. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, come join us as we enter hell, walk through it, and come out the other end heroes. I have a question, Daniel. Go who ahead. Tried to, who tried to kill us along the way? Who hasn't, Mike? <laughs> Well, we'll talk about that, too. Well, your entrance to the land of the unheroic dead begins at the cave Nipaheller, a dark and appropriately gloomy place. Nipaheller is guarded by the fearsome wolf Garm. Now, I think Garm is clearly a stand-in for Fenris, which we remember from last week is one of Loki's children as well. Hell's brother, I guess, yeah. And they're often equated with each other. His other clear connection which I'm sure you guys know, would be with Cerberus from the Greek myth system, right? Mm-hmm. The three-headed mm-hmm. dog that guards, yep. right? The entrance hell. His dad was named Garmer. Isn't that good? Okay. All right. <laughs> Actually, and in some, some issues, Garm is a she, and she has spawned all the hellhounds in the comics. So, uh, like the counterpart, Gar- Garm is the door guardian of hell, or in this case, Niflheim, again. So our journey starts... There we are in the dark cave of Nipaheller. We hear, we hear the the growls and the drool and stuff as it drips off the muzzle of Garm, and we cannot escape Nipaheller until we have defeated the wolf and make our way to Yalabru. Yes, Steve. Yalabru. And the journey takes nine days along the Helvagare until you reach that place. And what is Yalabru? Wait, what's Helvagare? It's like the path of like the path of the of the dead, kind of sort of. Think of it as Main Street in Hell. Okay. 
Yeah. I thought maybe it was like a river sticks kind of thing or something. I, I think it's, I think it's a, a road. It's definitely like a transit way. Okay. So yeah. High speed train. Not. Yeah. No? Except it's a slow speed train in hell, baby. <laughs> Nine days from Nibaheller to Yallerbrew. What, what's, what do we find there, Steve? All right. We find the executioner himself. Aylmer. What? No. Okay. Wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the MCU likes to recast Lord of the Rings actors uh, that were good, 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 and heroic folks into uh, quality villains. So I'm talking about Scourge, and Scourge, Scourge. can be found guarding the bridge Yallerbrew, where, in a lovely tie into both films and comics, Scourge will meet his end. Scourge's story kind of makes me sad, though because he was basically an enthralled love slave for almost his entire existence. Sad. First, the enchantress embroiled him and her schemes and got him in a lot of trouble. Uh, then he sort of disses her because he felt that she was holding out on him and falls for another lady, Kesselinia. Uh, and the enchantress vows revenge on all men because oh. of this. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, so that backfires just a bit. Uh, well, now my life makes sense. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you could blame Scourge and the Enchantress oh. and Lena for that. Um, anyways, what he does in the film Ragnarok, if you watch that, seems to line pretty closely with his comic story. And though he's a villain in our, our game, he dies a hero in the movies, actually. And so his soul ends up in Valhalla, not in hell. But you're not over when you're done with your Yelp reviews of Scourge and Yalabru, right, Mike? <laughs> no, because then you get to meet Mr. Needhog of the Hall of Nestrand. Okay, so once you cross the bridge, you end up in the Hall of Nestrand, Iljud Nuir, the prison <laughs> of the worst of the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Doesn't uh, take a Norwegian to know you yeah. butchered that. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Say sorry. <laughs> Mike, what Mark is El Judner? Eel Judnir, the prison for the worst of the worst dead. Here, if you're lucky, you can hang out with Malekith the Accursed. Hopefully you can get him to him before he is rescued by the delightfully named Dark Elf, Scumtongue. Is that what we did too? <laughs> yeah. Looks like anyway. Wormtongue. It's like Wormtongue. Okay. Close by. You'll find the dragon Eggnog feasting on the roots of Yggdrasil, the world tree. Yggdrasil, the world tree. I mean, that's what he's doing when he's not nibbling away at the souls of the damn loser sent to Niflheim. He's big, scary, uh, but my favorite, my favorite Needhog story. By my favorite, I mean Daniel's favorite, because he wrote this. Comes <laughs> from the Norse myths. There's this squirrel, pretty annoying little squirrel girl type person named uh, Ratatosk who travels up and down the trunk of Yggdrasil. His whole job is to deliver insults and eat all the evil. Veth, this is why you read this before you divvied them out, didn't you? <laughs> uh, the eagle, uh, Veth Falnir, who sits atop the tree, fling at each other. Hey, lizard face, the eagle says. Your mama's so ugly, that kind of thing. But that, unfortunately, does not make it into the MCU, which I'm actually surprised about. Yeah, right? it seems it would be a kind of funny little charming thing that they would like to add. Yeah, and then they'd overdo no. it. Oh, no. well. yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's this Ratatoss. That's all he does. He goes up and down the tree. Who? Delivers insults. Yeah. I I was worried when I just had to read the second, you know, Scourge of stuff, but oh, I'm so <laughs> thankful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. so the Hall of Nistrand, like, that's a bad place. That's where, like, really awful dead people go. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Okay, so you're saying in the lore, that's where all the really awful dead people go. Yeah, its most famous prisoner was actually Fafnir, who becomes a dragon in legend as well. Um, yeah. Okay. The, and I just wanted to—I just wanted to mention Scum Tongue. That was great. Because you know I love the Dark Elves, especially from like what was it the Dark Elf War, the Second Dark Elf War, oh, Conflict or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like what? This is so awesome. Um, yeah. I'm hoping Scum Tongue, like, had a big role in that conflict. Um, yeah. So Needhog, he's he just eats the tree. Till the end of time. Great. Yeah. So we, we've already established, the, the comics have already established that there's this place in Niflheim where the really bad people go, but it's never named. So it, is it Nastron? Hard to know. Or is that just where, where Hela is? And it, it's a little gray whether or not she's torturing people there or if that's just where she keeps her slaves. Right. The, the game makes it seem like it's her castle or something like where you finally encounter her kind of right. But like, she's not there in either the comics or, I mean, it's not really mentioned in the myths either. Elunir is like the, like the, the prison mansion thing. That, what? Well, you called it El Judner maybe, but uh, yeah, um, that, that's got some mention. Uh, yeah. But the Hall of Nostron is not like where hell hangs out. Though the game seems to suggest, like, that's the final is it, um, place of confrontation. Is the Hall of Nestrand or this prison in our game where she's locked Odin up because it is the most secure? That which is I think why is right. we encounter her there this time. Yeah. That is right. Okay. I, I think we, like, sort of show up on the scene when she's gone in just to make fun of him and talk smack at him. Right. Poke him in his punch. Right. Like, you let like, yourself go like in the art of that card, like, she's, like, looming over him, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. So we just sort of walk in on that scene. So cool. I was, I, I just realized that our good friend Stieg had sent us along some pronunciation information. Oh, that maybe we should have listened to before oh, yeah. we started reading that. Um, maybe we should listen to it now. What do you think? Before we talk about the cards? Sure. But can I just want, I just want to say how grateful I am to Mike. Oh, me too. Yes. The near is kind of close, I think. Oh, Nyer. Il Judnire then. There you go. Um eggnog is off. Yeah. But delightful. But delightful. So Steve gave us a pronunciation guide and we didn't use it. We didn't use it. That one. Uh right. well, let's, let's hear it. Let's hear uh, it and then see how well we do talking about the cards. Yeah, okay. And the G is not supposed to be silent. It's not Nipahelir. It's Gnipahelir. Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> Steve. So I was right. Sorry. Turns out El Judnir is as close as it gets. <laughs> um, no, that's good. You know, it's funny because the K, like Norwegian has a lot of KN words, and the K is not silent either. So like button is knop. How cute hmm. is that? So what about uh, Yalabru Gallabru? Yalabru? Yaller brew with a yeah. No, that actually is yaller. I'm pretty sure. I, okay. Yeah, I think 
oh, the so G the is G not. N. It's a it's an N thing because of the K N and the G N. Yeah. Well, Steak so, only sent us one clip, so that makes me think Yaller Brew is right on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about these places and these. My apologies to Steve for. Butchering that well, so horribly, Mike. I thought you did that that wonderful thing where it's like if you really don't know, just go all in with butchering. Oh, might as well. Might as well get a laugh out of it. Like just yeah, that's why. That's why you're so beloved, Mike. That's why I type everything poorly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Daniel. Why don't you yeah. read us uh, your your first stop on the trip? Mm, yes. Garm, the guardian of Gnippahiller. All right. So Garm himself is a one scheme to attack minion with the creature and elite traits. He has four health per player, toughness, and victory too. He engages the first player. And if we remember from last week, he's going to move around the board. But you know what else is fascinating about him? Threat can't be removed from Gnippahiller until he's gone. Hmm. So you must, of course, get past the Guardian to get past the place. That makes sense, right? Yeah. The monstrous hellhound guards the entrance to the underworld. He has two boost icons. He'd be a poor guard if he didn't. Though I'm not sure why. Yeah, he's never going to get shuffled into an encounter set. No. Hella doesn't have any cards that target the boost icon. The, the victory display. Like I... Can you imagine there being a player card one day that says take an enemy, shuffle it into the encounter deck or something like that. Yeah, I mean, future-proof is, is always a good thing, right? Yeah. I, I suppose you could uh, house rule something where you shuffle these three minions into a set just for the heck of it. Oh, yeah. Right? Even even if you didn't have the side schemes or even with the side schemes. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Something and the other like week, that. Steve, you were talking about just being all creative with what cards you throw into an encounter set. You're like, I'm going to take every Master of Evil in the game. Yes, I haven't done it yet. But no, but that was like, yeah, you can do anything. So why not throw Garm into an encounter deck for funsies, right? Yeah. Four um, health so, per player. I think that's really health. cool. Yep, yep. And he's the little guy. Yeah. <laughs> so my good friend Steve and Mike will introduce you to worse monsters. Um, Gnippahiller is the side scheme, and that's what you got to get through to move on, and it has... Hinder, one per player, victory two. It starts with two threat. When it is defeated, the first player reveals Yallabrew and Scourge and puts them into play. Deal each other player one face down encounter card, and it has an acceleration icon and two boost icons. Yeah, if you're used to playing solo games, that's easy to miss. Oh, the each other player? Yeah. Pop into a game and all of a sudden, oh yeah, you're supposed to deal them encounter cards. Yeah. Because everybody has to deal with something once you've gotten through this cave, right? You said it's some sort of cave. It's a cave, yeah. So, I mean, you, you get already, I can I think, a sense of the tempo of this scenario, right? Beat the guard, get through the scheme. Like That's how it's going to work. Right. Beat the guard, go through the scheme. Beat the guard, go through the scheme. Beat the guard, go through the scheme. Save Odin. Kill Hela. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just our first uh, pairing. Let me tell you yeah. about the second pairing. <laughs> Okay, so the next guy is Scourge. He's a unique minion with one scheme, a three attack, five health per player. He's Asgard and Elite. Also has Toughness, Victory 3, 
Scourge engages the first player. Scourge is attacking Piercing. Threat cannot be removed from Yallabrew. And he has three boost icons. So he's kind of the same as Garm, but he's a little bit beefier with the attack and the health and the piercing. Um, hmm. This makes a lot of sense with the comics because he does act as a guardian for Hela in many different series. Yeah, I like the piercing for his axe too, right? It seems like that's the kind of weapon that would just cut through whatever he needs to cut through. Um, it's an executioner's axe for sure. Yeah. I used to watch a lot of the Avengers Mightiest Heroes ca- cartoons with my kids, and he was always tooling around with the Enchantress uh, in that, mm. causing problems for the Avengers. So he's pretty cool on that. So. Well, that makes sense based on his backstory. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he is guarding Yallerbrew, which is a bridge, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and there it is in the art, all snowy and everything. Um, it is a side scheme with three base threat. It has a hinder one per player with a victory three. A when defeated, the first player reveals Hall of Nistrand and Needhog and puts them into play. Deal each other player one face down encounter card. Has an amplify icon and three boost icons. A little worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah a little bit worse. I see I see a movement here. You know, I love Scourge's hair. Can I just say it? Yeah. I mean, actually, is that hair or tattoos? I think it's tattoos. Uh, in the movie, what does Aomer have? Does he have, is it, it's just, yeah, I think it's tattoos, tattoos, right? Yeah. Okay. He's, that's kind of the way my hair is, though. If I, you know, uh, bald right down the middle, so. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> we might have to start calling Steve Scourge, Mike. Ooh, I like it. There's there's some cosplay in your future. Okay. <laughs> well, we've gotten through Yallerbrew, Mike. We've we've defeated Scourge. We got the Yallerbrew. Now where do we end up? I want to say one thing about Yallerbrew. Hmm. In that it it kind of toys with Hella's mechanic because she gets a little bit stronger every time you go through, right? With every card yep. that goes to the victory display. But at Yallerbrew, it's like she jumps up a step because she's got that acceleration icon on every one of her boost cards. So she's a little bit stronger than you would expect otherwise. Like she's 1-1 one, one at first. You'd expect her to be a 2-2, two, two, but she's actually a 3-3, three, three, effectively. Great point. Yeah. Yeah, and even if she's wounded, you're thinking, oh, she's zero in a boost, but she's every boost is going to have a one on it. And if she has her crown out, she's getting double boost cards. Yep. So that's a couple points, not just one. Yeah. 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 Okay, Daniel, now you can do the lead-in. Oh. <laughs> All right, Mike. We've gotten past the bridge. Viola Brew, beat up Scourge. Where do we go next on our tour of hell? Oh, why, we are going to visit the one and only tree eater, Needhog, in the Hall of Nestrand. Lovely. Sounds like a charming place. Oh, it absolutely is. Let me read it here. <clears throat> Ella locked me in total darkness for a hundred years. Will not stay here again. Zero stars. <laughs> <laughs> but four boot icons. Hey, but did you have Wi-Fi? That's the question. <laughs> Wi-Fi, amazing. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's start with the beast. Needog <laughs> is a minion with one scheme, four attack, six hit points per player, seeing a trend here. Creature and elite. Toughness, victory four. Engages the first player. His attack scheme, overkill. Threat cannot be removed from Hall of Nestrand while this thing is in play. Four boost icons. Why, oh why? <laughs> shuffled into the encounter deck. Yeah. Overkill's nice at a four attack. 
It's hard yep. to jump block it. Yep. It is. Do you feel like maybe there was a card akin to the the Infinity Gauntlet one that says you gain boost icons based on the you know this card that's in play? You think maybe Hella had a card like that at one point, and this is just a side effect? Oh yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah, two, three, four. I mean, it kind of shows the sort of a visual aid of it's getting harder. Not that you really need that part of oh, yeah. it. Yeah, there's that. I'm I'm curious about the victory points too yeah. because. It does. This scenario doesn't care how many points are in the victory display. It just cares how many side schemes are in the victory display. But you can rack up a ton of victory points if there was some way to care about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think, Steve, your initial theory is spot on. You can throw these things wherever you want. Maybe some things do care about victory points. Well, okay. Like, what if you just throw these three minions into one of the earlier campaign boxes where victory points are money? Oh, I mean, there you go. Sinister motives, and you can get yeah. that uh, symbiote suit game too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so Needhog is kind of a badass. Yeah. Okay, so the Hotel of Nestrand is a side scheme. This also, yeah, four boost icons, four threat, Ender one per player, victory four. So, what did we have? Eight, 14, yeah, 18 victory points total on all these cards. Uh, nice. This has a hazard icon. When defeated, the first player detaches Odin from the main scheme and takes control of him. Deal each player one face-down encounter card. I think we did screw this up in our game. Oh, we did, because this is deal each player one face not each oh, other player yeah, one face Oh, yeah, we totally did. I yeah. thought I got through that. Uh, you guys got the wrong raw deal. Yeah, someone got a free Odin. Yeah. All right, Ooh. so there's something to pay attention to, right? You get Odin and an encounter card. Um, I hate to do makes... it, folks, but read all the words. <laughs> yeah, reading. Generally yeah. speaking, I would stop reading at the first player detaches Odin from the main scheme and takes control of him. Yep. There's just I mean, you know all you need to know of the card. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So I really love the the movement of these three side schemes and their accompanying minions. Yeah, so th this Hall of Nestrand is where Odin comes into play. That's your victory, right? Now Odin is detached from the main scheme. So now you can actually damage and defeat Hela because he's no longer attached to the main scheme. That's how you're going to do it. That's how you're going to do it. It's a long ways down, but it's doable. You just, <laughs> just got to trust that the developers have worked out the mechanics. All right, so we've looked at the minions. Really cool. We've looked at the side schemes. We kind of understand the flow of the scenario, but there are still a few encounter cards left. So let's let's work our way through them, and then we'll talk about the set as a whole. Uh, Daniel, kick us off. Sure. I will begin with the treachery, the Wastes of Niflheim. And by the way, the Marvel just butchers the spelling of Niflheim. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, yeah. I looked at that, and it, it hurts me. Anyway... When revealed, take one indirect damage. Take one additional indirect damage for each side scheme in the victory display. And the special boost is this card gains boost icons equal to the number of side schemes in the victory display. Steve, is that Garm? That's Garm in the background, if you can hear him. Yeah, you're, you seem really to have been tormented by Garm all night. <laughs> Sounds he sounds really excited about that boost effect. Yeah. And I would be too. I'd be parking up a storm. Totally. Now, Mike, 
I don't know much about shields, but I'm looking at this art. I don't think a shield is going to keep you from being cold. Um, but it will keep you away from uh, hell cold. Really? It's like blocking the wind. That's yeah. as good as he's going to get. Well, yeah, I, I love how it's just not working at all for the two people behind him. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's like, yo, Cap, shield. not going to help us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's Hawkeye going to freeze to death. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot your arrows now, Hawkeye. Yeah. All right. So that's a good card. Yeah, I like how it builds. Yeah. And I think we're going to see that kind of build as a characteristic of this deck, will we not? Like this this scenario gets harder. Yeah. Um there are two of them. I know that it's not in the show notes, but there are two of those. Oh, okay. So they could pop up, you know, more often than you think. So I'll have more to say after the next one. Okay. Well, great. But it's Why don't deep. you read it then, Mike? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll read it. I like this one. This is Hella's Domain. It's a treachery. When revealed, place one threat on the main scheme. Place one additional threat on the main scheme for each side scheme in the victory display. It has a boost icon. Unlike the other one, this one has a boost icon. And a special boost. If damage from this attack defeats an ally, place two threat on the main scheme. Hmm. So this is one of the reasons why that 18 threat per player is not as big as you thought it was. Because you've got two advances of the deck, you've got two Hella's Domain, yep. and you've got you've got this... Uh, hmm? Coming up, there's going to be two Queens of Hell. Right, yep, the next card we'll talk about. Like, it, There's a lot of threat in this scenario, and you really can't... you got to stay on top of that threat, otherwise Hella's got you. It, it lulls you into a false sense of security, but you really got to be careful. Yeah, uh, this is a good card. I, I like how it ramps as well, right? Because um, it can be putting out four threat this just this one card by the later in the game. So, all right, well, let me give you Queen of Hell, and then we'll talk about them all together. There's two of these: the Queen of Hell. Nope, not Hell. Hell. Okay, that's better. Uh, thank you. When revealed, alter ego. I'm the Hell king of pronunciation. Right, right. <laughs> uh, when revealed, alter ego. Hella schemes. Place one threat on each side scheme. When revealed, hero. Hella attacks you. Place one threat on each side scheme. Mm. as one boost icon. So it's putting threat on the side schemes, which make it harder to get to her, which is neat. Plus any other side schemes that happen to be out. Like the Crisis, the Legions of Hell ones, or um, the Frost Giant one. I, I played this with that uh, set from the hood. Oh, I was going to ask you about that, Mike. Yeah, with, no, all, it, with all the side it, schemes, it was hell. It was it was truly hell because <laughs> that card also has that's it also has a card that puts threat on side schemes. Oh, that's so good. And the one that says uh, reveal or trigger the one revealed effect of every side scheme in play. It just it gets nuts. Yeah, I, I did not prepare as well as I should have for that quest. Uh, if you're playing an expert. <laughs> And you have in um, the expert cards, there's like, like what is it, Master Plan that puts four threat on side schemes. Yeah. Making it harder to get through them. No. Yeah. I, I think you got to play this with the uh, Galactic Artifacts, the one that has like a ton of side schemes that have victory points on them. So they go to the victory display. And give Hella plus three attack. Yeah, they everyone that goes in there, <laughs> she just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah. She's also got the, that also has the artifacts that attach to her. Oh, right. The Hercules cloak. The, and, yeah, the uh, blazer. Yeah. Rough one. Oof. 
Now, last week I talked about how in the art she's depicted as somewhat grim and foreboding. She's full of joy in this encounter set. Look at this art. Well, look at those treacheries. She's all smiles. Yeah. I mean, like I the smile. Queen of Hell art is funny. It's like she's just sort of laughing at a party. Yeah. Yeah, really. I think she's laughing at the hero's misfortune. Or whatever is all that flame behind her. Like, ha ha ha, you froze to death. I'm pretty (laughs) sure she's... uh, There we go. Uh, I just rearranged the show notes. I'm pretty sure she's laughing at Hawkeye. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, she's just... What a beautiful little smile she's got. Well, Mike, I'm looking at the show notes. (laughs) And at the bottom of all these card images, it says, Mike has thoughts. Yeah, I do. I think, I think the floor is yours, son. Take okay. it away. So, uh, I've been biting my tongue for a lot of this. Uh, a lot of people have talked about this, this wondrous journey, and everyone likes this quest. I'm not a fan of this quest. Mm, that is a controversy. I know, and you know what? That's okay. You guys can enjoy the quest. That's totally fine. I, I get why you get it. I mean, I played Lord of the Rings. It's the prog- the progression here is very quest like. It's nice. It's great. I I struggle because I don't feel like it I feel like what it offers is not what you get out of it because you're anticipating this journey through hell, you know, this 9 days from what Nipalir to or Gnipalir to Yalabru when in actual fact everyone suits up goes to the cave, sits down, plays cards, waits a couple centuries, and then rushes through to the end. Yeah, that's true. Because, let's look at Garm. Kind of weak. Scourge, tougher. Needhog, total badass. You look at Nipalir, an acceleration icon. That's not great, but it's, an, it's just an acceleration icon. You're not going to hang around Yalabur. That's got, that's got your dreaded Amplify icon. And you're not going to hang around in Astron. That thing's got... A hazard. At the same time, Hela starts at one one, and then she just beefs up from there. You're not going to hang around as soon as you enter that cave. She's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. The Waste of Niflheim are going to peg you for four. Hela's domain is going to put four threat out. Why would anyone in their right mind do do that? This quest basically tells you stay at the beginning, beef up, stay out here where it's nice and easy, and then rush through in one turn. And that's why I think this breaks down a little bit. There's nothing encouraging you to go through right there's no you're time. absolutely right there's no there's no thing coming from like threatening you from behind to push you forward exactly right or it's like Which is you, what this needs like, did it, you not it, do it, this in two turns like every even like every time hella goes through her encounter deck put two damage on captive odin that would do something yeah yeah there you any, go any kind of timer mechanism would be so great because i agree with you like that it's, you know, it's like the complaint that Norman Osborne had early on, right? Like, oh, you could figure out how to game it, and then it wasn't hard. Right. Right? right. I, I feel like she suffers from the same thing. She's the fourth scenario in the box, so it's yeah. supposed to be really tough, but you can completely neuter it. Yeah. Um, in the exact same way that you said, yeah, it just needs something pushing you. Yeah, like there, there is nothing beneficial about moving forward. No, you're you're right. You you do stick around early on, and then you try to like clear Yallerbrew and Needhog and Halvenstrand all in one swoop if you can, or two turns. Um, yeah, and Hella herself is just not gonna 
throw enough punches to threaten you over time. Now, Not it, on, no. is yeah. this scenario harder or easier in solo or four player? What do you like with the health of the minions going up? Does it does it make it more of a challenge in a multiplayer scenario? Can you do the one shot of things? You know, can can you can you race through the last couple stages better solo or better multiplayer? Well, I found our three player game to be challenging, even though we did sort of sit back. Yeah, we we didn't rush through as fast as we could have. Like we could have tanked turtle for another couple turns. Um, but you were you were throwing insults. You were up in the tree sending the squirrel down to us. <laughs> yeah, you were yes. calling us, you know, cheaty yep. heroes for staying in front of the cave. Yeah, I mean. But you're right. It was a challenge because you forced us on. You were that thing pushing us from behind. Yeah, and I just, I just don't know what kind of house rule you can make that. I mean, I love what you said, Mike, about like damage Odin. I think that's it right there. Every time she goes through her deck, he takes two points of damage. Yeah, uh, it's got to be like at least two points of damage, and then it's it does that scale poorly with the number of players? It does, and so that's why I think. But the number of players are taking things out quicker as well. Yeah, I mean, at first I thought maybe you reverse the the icons on the side schemes, make the bad one first, so that you get, it gets easier as you go through. Mm-hmm. But then that's not as thematic, right? I get what they're going for; they want to make it right. right. And you don't want to like hit Odin so hard that when you finally get him, he's useless. Well, but if you we'll talk about it in the campaign cards, but if you flip him to his king side, he heals. Yeah, that's true in campaign, and you can heal him as. If you've got a protection cards, you can heal your allies. Yeah, first aid. That exists. Oh, yeah. It's neutral. Um, I I still appreciate the fact that this is different than the standard, here's a villain, here's a scheme. Right. Punch him. That's why I like it. And I think if you play this one in the spirit, it's sort of intended where it's you are constantly marching through. It's a fun challenge. Yeah. I Here's a interesting house rule. Switch Garm and Nipaheller. Make it damage can't be dealt to Garm until you clear Nipaheller. That's interesting. Because you have to get through the cave to find Garm. There's there's the theme, right? You have to cross the bridge to get the Scourge on the other side. And Garm is attack. I mean, I guess it doesn't make perfect thematic sense, but Garm is attacking you the whole time. So you need to clear the scheme in order to deal with the big bad enemy. Like who, that. once you clear, okay, now you throw out the next scheme. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, that's and, interesting. Then scourges out doing his thing. You know, you you just flip the threat cannot be removed piece with the uh, when defeated piece. Sure. Uh, you know, another timer you can do is that uh, the main quest like gets whatever threat is still remaining on the side scheme, like put on it at the you know the start of the villain phase. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Man. Right then, you're gonna move. Yeah, yeah. Then or you'll thwart move. it down to one, and then. Uh, well, no, you can't. So, like, since you can't thwart Ganipi Hiller right at all until Garm's defeated, if you sit there and like try to turtle up and not take out Garm, that's five threat going on the main scheme at the start of the villain phase. Right. Yeah. Right. So you've got to deal. You got to deal with these things faster. And yes, you can scheme it off of the main later, but that's an acceleration that I think could be meaningful. Yeah, I I like Mike's flip the icons too. I do too. That's good. 
the hazard, you'd want to get rid of that hazard as quick as you could because hazards are tough, I find. And then that acceleration at the end in our recent game, we were close to threading out and acceleration would have been a big deal. More threat. We were that close to it, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which, I mean, we were trying to race at that point anyways because you're not, you know, you want to, once you've gotten rid of Needhog, you're like, all right, just do it. Um, yeah, I may have to play it with the cards flip-flopped. So. Yeah, because it's, the scenario is not like completely broken bad. I just feel like it needs a tweak and it, there's an option there. Yeah, you're right. It just I needs, totally it needs understand. a push. Like from the designers, like I don't want to cast shade on them. Like it's, they brought a very new scenario and I totally understand that any, adding any complexity makes this less and less accessible. And it's already a very complicated scenario. Yeah, but I don't know that a nudge is complexity. Yeah, okay. You know, like... I guess it depends how you do it, but, like, if there was another trigger, like, adding damage. Or, or like, geez, something just as simple as, like, you've got ten turns to rescue Odin. Yeah. Right? Or he... Or you lose. Something like that. I mean, anything to ooh, push ooh. to push you. Time counters. Oh, there we go. Time counters. Now we're really talking about Lord of the Rings. Uh, I mean, I didn't want to say it. I like that cycle, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. didn't want to turn everyone away <laughs> i well i i still think it is fun i appreciate the change it's a little yep. different um uh, yeah i don't know it's pretty cool so i agree steve i like this for the same reason i like the second collector yeah yep you know it's just it's a different it's a little bit different thing yeah. to do and we've we've gave folks some ideas on how to tweak it if they're uh finding it too easy also play it on expert you know, right? You don't you don't want to be around for hella any longer than you have to. So yeah, yeah, and the modular sets are there to make it harder. Yeah, they are, so, and I, I feel like her scenario really changes with different modular sets more oh, than the absolutely. others. Oh yeah, those could be the things that push you. So well, right on, folks. I hope I hope people let us know what they do to um to make this scenario kind of work for them. Yeah. Absolutely. I now, would love to hear your thoughts. Now, I was going to say, are we going to give it a grade, though? Are we doing that? We do that. Do we do that for the... I'm pretty sure we do that. Villain? We ask, do we do that every time? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's keep doing that. Okay. Daniel. So am I grading this week and last week? All of Hell's scenario as... All written. of Hell? Yeah. Well... We made that big list of like our favorites and all that kind of stuff, and Hella was way way high on my list because I really love the idea of this quest. Could it be stronger? Sure, in all the ways we said. But I think that this is an A plus scenario. Okay, all right. Even with Mike's worries and thoughts. Wow, wow. I also know that I have to balance my C minus. Your C minus. <laughs> oh, C minus. That's probably the worst we've ever given. Oh, uh, no, it's not, it's not the worst we've ever given. But that would suggest, Mike, that you don't have fun playing it. I do. It's just, I don't know. I like mean, it's, it's... you're the only one who can keep you from turtling in the back there. So don't do it if you think that that is the worst way to play this scenario. But that, that's. <laughs> Be a hero, Mike. Yeah. No, no, no heroes. Phillies. I mean,. I mean, when you're forced to be a hero, be a hero, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 
There you go. A plus. But Mike C doesn't minus. really mean C minus. Let's let him fix that, Steve. Uh, I don't know. I I have to think about this some more. There's lots of variables here. <laughs> what about All you, right. Steve? Uh, Mike, how are the folks get a hold of us? Wait, Steve, you didn't grade it. I never grade him. That's actually. I mean, where have you been for 130 some episodes? Pretty sure you've given grades before. Nope, no, never. No, never has. I just say, true? I just say, oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, I, I, I admit nothing. Nothing is written down. You can't hold me to anything. I'm a true villain. You're so villainous that I never, <laughs> never remember <thought>. that. <laughs> but he does keep track of the grades we give. Yep. <laughs> I'm keeping the transcripts so we can go back later and say, see what you said? Nice. <laughs> and see what Steve didn't say? Yeah. Right on. Non-committal. All right, Mike. Hi. <laughs> there's so much. There's so much things people have to say to us now. There are just comments, please. Uh, am I out of line? Let us know. Uh, you can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail We are Critical Encounters on Facebook, and you can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Juke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Scourge. Take us out. So make so Valhalla As I said, Valhalla is boring.